When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The dream is made real. Ricky Hunt rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia, he's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Big Fight Preview. This is the preview for the return bout between Zile Zhang and Joe Joyce. We saw that fight earlier this year in what many thought was a little bit of an upset. But then there was others that thought actually this wasn't an upset because Zhang is a big puncher, he's a southpaw, he causes lots of problems and he caused Joe Joyce lots of problems on that particular night. Johnston, as always... You are here to dissect this episode, give our breakdown and give our thoughts and feelings on this particular rematch. And boxing season's really now kicking off with a big fight in the UK like this. And there are some small hall shows going on this weekend as well. So it feels good to start getting back into the flow of the big fight previews again. It does. And it's a good fight to uh, to discuss. I think it's probably one of the biggest heavyweight, heavyweight fights of the year, to be honest with you. I don't think there's much more that's going to happen. I'm, I do fear that um, this will probably be the last big one. I, I, to be honest with you, obviously, Dubois and Usyk was the other. Um, and if you want to mention, uh, obviously, Tyson Fury's fighting, well, you know, I suppose it's an event. It's not really anything in terms of, you know, it's not really professional boxing at the end of the day, is it really? It's fighting a guy in his debut. But this fight in particular, it does, it tickles me fancy. I quite like this one. Um, and uh, all credit to Joe Joyce for taking the immediate rematch as well after he got absolutely butted, really, in that first fight. Every single round went for old silly Bang Zhang. And, um, well, look, you know what? Credit to the fella. Um, he proved us all wrong. Um, it's going to be interesting to take our views, really. And sort of been listening to a lot on the radio and sort of other platforms. And many people sort of favour Joyce to uh, to come back and seek revenge. So uh, it's going to be good to discuss this one, Sean. Yeah, I'm excited for it because I think... This is where now we get to see what Joe Joyce is really made of, don't we? Because this is yep. the first loss on his record. This is 
the most adverse moment of his professional boxing career to date. He's jumping straight back in there. And a lot of people felt like that would be a wrong idea to do that. And I've got to give him credit. He's not wasting any time. He's getting older. He wants to make his mark in the heavyweight division. To do that, he needs to take this challenge head on. And he's doing that. And I'm happy that he's doing that. Because ultimately, as a British fighter, I want to see him do well. However, we can't discredit the fact that Zhang put on a great performance in the first fight. Despite the criticism that he may get from people like ourselves and other people... He actually put on a really good performance. He did what he needed to do against Joe Joyce. Now, for Joe, he's always had his critics. And we've given him some criticism over the years with, you know, his style. You know, it's relentless. It can be robotic at times. It can seem quite slow on the outset. But going back to that first fight and really thinking about it and, and looking back on it, the problem in the first fight was that he just stood there in front of Zhang, didn't he? And he just let him get them shots off and and the other issue was that Zhang is a really good southpaw and we knew he could hit hard and it just felt like Joe Joyce was a a punching bag a target practice at times in there and I was frustrated watching that first fight because I was like why are you not moving Joe why are you not stepping away why are you just going in straight lines and they were the mistakes he made in that first fight so hopefully he will rectify those mistakes in this fight but I'm not going to discredit Zhang like I've done before and, and thought ah, Joe Joyce will beat him and, you know, I think Zhang's a good fighter, big puncher, but Joe Joyce is relentless and I thought that's what would happen. His, his relentlessness would, would start to come on and give him his credit, he was starting to come on in the fight as the fight was starting to progress. However, due to the injury sustained to his eye, the ringside doctor told the referee, no, I think you should stop this fight. So the referee stopped it in the sixth round and now here we are, we've got the rematch and fair play, to Joe for taking it. Going back to that first fight then, Johnston, looking back and thinking about it, I've sort of said a few of the mistakes that I think Joe made in the fight and also what I felt like Zile did good. Looking back on it for yourself, what did you make of it now in hindsight? As you say, he moved in straight lines. And when he did move, he moved to the right, (laughs) which is like, this is what I didn't quite understand. What did they do in camp? Like Joyce and Ishmael Salases, Salases, whatever his name is, what was he telling him? You would think you're fighting a southpaw. It's not like he fought a southpaw for the first time in his life. You know, you circle to the left. You, that's the only way you counteract it. You don't, if you're moving straight lines, allow him to hit you with the left. And to, you know, to Zhang's credit, he he didn't just hit him with the left. He varied them angles, didn't he? He threw him from different different areas, different angles, and, and, and he even adjusted the jab, even though the jab was just a marker to land the left. And he hit him consistently. I mean, one of them left, left hands that landed on Joyce that sort of stumbled him back was thunderous. I mean, anyone in the heavyweight game, if they had been tagged with that, I don't care who it was, I honestly believe they would have been left rendered on the canvas. And, and you know, where people sort of say that, you know, Joyce's chin's been found out, I would say absolutely not. I think someone actually threw out a comment once that um, I sort of had a look myself. I think he got hit 77 times, big heavy shots in the head you know, by a big puncher in Zhang and he didn't go down. I think that's proof in the pudding if you ever need it that Joe Joyce certainly has got a chin. I think the fact is, is that his eye give way. So he can't be getting hit that many times. And it was weird. It was like he was so ponderous and so slow. Zhang just looked so quick, so sharp. It didn't look like the Joyce we'd seen before. I don't know whether, I don't know, preparation weren't right. I mean, it, 
straight lines and stepping to the right, you're going to get it with that left hand shot. I mean, they're standard things that should have been done and set out in training. And, and I don't think he did that. And I think he will address that this time. And then the other factor is he came in light. And a lot of people have mentioned that. Maybe he felt that if he came in light, then he could take or take some of them early rounds when Zhang's quick and sharp. And did it happen? Absolutely not. It was a big mistake again. So I think he needs to put on the weight. So he's to circle left, put on the weight. They're, they're two main things that he could address and it will turn this fight in his favour. I honestly believe that. I mean, we'll go into that in a minute. But that first fight, all them mistakes he made, Sean, too light, step to the right, move forward, back and forward, got hit too many times and left, needs to move his head. You know, they're not hard things to address, are they? They're not, but is he too long in the tooth as a fighter to do that now? Because let's be honest, he's done that throughout his career and we've seen that and is it because with Joyce, because he has got a chin, because he can take a punch, he, he, he ships him to be able to get his in and his relentlessness and that style. It's like, I'll walk through anything and I'll just walk you down. But he couldn't do that against Sang because he was in there with him. He was someone who was big as him and who could punch as hard, if not harder than him. So it, it didn't work in that sense. It was like, you know, when you had someone like a Ricky Hatton fight and I always go back to Ricky Hatton quite a lot and I remember like when Ricky Hatton had this style this bullying style and he used to adopt it and and, and after a while that that sort of bullying relentless pressure style oh it got him so far it got him very far in his career but then when you come up against fighters that are absolutely exceptional fighters and I'm not saying Sang's an exceptional fighter but I'm saying if you come up against fighters where it's going to be a much more difficult you can't always stick to the same thing you've always done in a fight and I don't know why it worked out the way it did for Joe Joyce in that fight and now we're saying about two things that should have been done in camp it's not like they probably wasn't done in camp it's just that Joe probably just didn't execute him on the night for whatever reason, when he was in there and he's the one facing Zang, he just didn't execute what maybe they had worked on. And this is the opportunity for him now to rectify that and work on those things. And hopefully Ismael Salas has probably worked on those things with him and he will come into this rematch and he will be better. And he won't just stand in front of him and he will move, he said. That's what I'm hoping for. Now, trying to be objective in the situation... It's still a close fight between the two of them because it could still go either way. I don't think, based off that first fight, it is just a one-sided fight. I don't think it's a guaranteed Joyce winning this rematch. I think it is a possibility that he doesn't do anything different and he tries to slug it out and hopes that you know he doesn't sustain any injuries and he doesn't get stopped because what people were talking about from the first fight is that as it was starting to progress the fight into that sixth round, Joyce was starting to get through. That's what people's perception was. He was starting to he was starting to get through on Zhang and he was starting to damage him and he was starting to cause him problems. And it's possible that he could have gone later and he could have stopped Zhang, but we're never going to know because the damage he sustained in those early rounds was enough for the ringside doctor to say, do you know what? I'm not letting this guy go on any longer. So for Joyce in those early rounds, you'd think in this fight, he's not going to be as aggressive or he's not going to be as, as forthcoming. Because if he is, then you could just see a repeat performance of the first fight. What what do you think has to change? I mean, I know you've kind of said it, but what do you think ultimately sort of has to change as the fight breaks down? Because I genuinely don't think it will be... I mean, I said this the first time. I, I genuinely don't think it'd be one of those fights that will end with a spectacular knockout. I think it could be a, 
uh, accumulation of punches and pressure over time. But I certainly see it going sort of six rounds onwards. That's for sure. Yeah, I see it going past the sixth round. And I do feel that maybe Josh just needs to give away a couple of the rounds in terms of just keeping his distance a little bit better. Um, just stepping to the left. I mean, you could still come forward, but maybe go in a slightly different angle. You know, you, I know you can't. You can adjust something like that. It's not a hard thing to adjust. Yes, he likes to come forward, but he never really got any rhythm going, did he, Joyce, in that first fight? And that's the one thing you do see. Yes, he can be quite slow and ponderous, and you wonder in your head, like, you know, how's this guy sort of where he is? But because he's a constant pressure and a constant pace, he doesn't really dip. Where fighters may be fast at the beginning, they will tire. Joyce is like, he will just carry on and continue with that same pace he had from the first to the very last round. So those adjustments he can make, slightly move to the left, just keep your distance slightly, make Zhang overreach a little bit with his, with his jab and make sure you avoid that left hand. Yes, his head movement isn't great, but it's better. It isn't that bad. It's not terrible where, you know, he can avoid 50% of the shots he took on his last fight. And I believe he can do that. That's something you can address and change. Zhang doesn't need to do too much. He just needs to do the same thing. The one thing is, he will probably have less of an output, Zhang. He's not going to need to throw as many shots because maybe I feel that Joyce, for the first couple of rounds, might, might be a little bit tentative. You know, don't need to put your pressure, put the foot down early. But the more the rounds go on, Zhang will tire. We've seen it in the Jerry Forrest fight. He was blown out of his arsehole. We see it in the Hergovic fight, a fight that I felt that he won. But Hergovic came on strong and Hergovic was poor that night. Joyce was terrible. Look, you can have an off night in boxing. You can have an off night in any sport. Joyce was poor and he knows it. And there's enough for him to address that when he comes into the second fight, he can improve and he can he can do things better. And the extra weight is going to be an advantage. If he can put on, get close enough in weight, when he can land something on Zhang, he can, he can hurt him. He will be able to this time. I don't think the weight... I think the weight was a problem because he wasn't able to impose himself on Zhang. He can land to the body. He doesn't mind taking a shot to the head. So he can land to the body. He can clearly take a shot. Will his eye cave in? I mean, that's another matter. How good is his eye? I mean, within five months, you would assume it would be okay. So, um, you know, there's, there's just the easy things that you can address. And then I do believe... That yes, the shot output might not be as intense as it was in the first fight from Zhang. So he may not tire as quickly. But I still feel that Joyce has the ability where if he can take him past them six rounds, Joyce will start to blow. Uh, I'm mean, not Joyce, sorry. Zhang will start to blow and Joyce will just carry on. He won't stop. And I feel that that will be the pressure and that will be where the fight changes in his favour. I feel that Zhang takes sort of five maybe four of the first six rounds and then Joyce will start to impose himself with with the extra weight he's going to have and with those slight adjustments where he's not taking as much punishment and he can dish out more punishment I mean you can't be as bad as he was in that first fight Sean can he no no I, I, I do I'd like to think and this has just been being really optimistic I'd like to think he will change in this fight and he will address some of those issues and we will get a different fight and I, like you said, I don't think the punch output volume from the pair of them will be as emphatic as it was in the first fight. I think they'll be, I would imagine they'd both be a bit more selective about what they're actually throwing and when they're throwing it. So it may not be as an exciting as a heavyweight bout as it was the first time round. However, if Joyce can address those issues, as we've said, then the likelihood is, to me, in my mind, I see Joe Joyce putting it on him later on in the fight and 
I'm not saying he's going to stop him, but he could on an accumulation of punches or it could go the distance and it could be a joyous victory. That That's what I'm initially feeling in my mind is like that. That's where I think it goes. But I think this time around, I'm ultimately not going to say it's definitely going to be a joyous win because I think Zanga's shown us now. You know, he's got he's got the power to hurt. He's If, if he's conditioned well enough and he can he can be a little bit apprehensive in those first few rounds then maybe he will go the distance and he will have that power and that strength and that conditioning to take it the distance and cause more problems to Joyce later in the fight Zhang doesn't really as you say have to do anything totally different he really doesn't he's a big guy he can impose himself on Joyce and it's whether Joyce like you say puts that weight on enough to, to give it him back and it really just all boils down to how these two adopt their plans going into this fight and how they also execute the plans going into this fight judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I think in my mind, in, in my mind and also in my heart, I want I want Joyce to win. I want to see him move on. I want to see him fight Usyk because ultimately the winner of this should now go on to fight Usyk. The, the winner will have the WBO interim world heavyweight title, which is currently held by Zhang, of course, but that grants them a shot at Alexander Usyk, which is likely going to be next, I would have thought, prior to if that big Fury fight happens next year. So there's a real big thing at stake here for this. There's a real big moment at stake for these guys here because the winner of this, it's been widely publicised that they're going to go end up facing Usyk next, providing... You know, people don't have to step aside and the fight with Fury does happen, which, selfishly, we'd like to see. But at this moment in time, as things stand, the winner goes on to fight Usyk. So there's a lot at stake for these guys here. It's make or break. It's a make or break moment again for them. And I know we kind of said this the first time round, but it really is. They've took the rematch. You know, if, if Joyce loses again, for me, that's his career at this level, pushing for a world title, you know, he's going to take a huge hit and it would be difficult maybe to get back up that, that ranking and that tree again to, to maybe get a world title shot with the current landscape being as it is. And the same with Zang as well. If, if Zang was to lose this fight, yes, there's still good heavyweight fights out there for the pair of them, but will they get that opportunity? Maybe as a voluntary defence of a fighter in the future, but with them both being older in the heavyweight division, you know, 
how long have they both got left in the heavyweight division? Look at Zhang's age. I mean, you know, the guy is like, what, 40? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's like, he's 40, he's 40 years old. And then you've got, obviously, Joyce at, what, 36, 37? So, for me, both of them... 38. So, both of them haven't got long left. Got two years at best, if they keep themselves in great condition. That's it. They've got to fight for a shot at the title in that time. Whoever loses this fight, to me, is going to struggle to get that big heavyweight title fight in that time that maybe they've got left in this sport. So, it is big. It's a big fight. It's probably the last big heavyweight fight of the year, as you rightly said earlier on in the episode. And I see Joyce getting it this time. I do. I see Joyce breaking him down later in the fight. And I see Joyce stopping him later in the fight. Maybe that's my heart speaking over my head a little bit. But that's what I see happening. If Zang was to pull off a repeat, it wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't surprise me because he's already he's already done it. He's already beat him. So it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. But I feel Joyce will rectify those mistakes and he will actually get that victory in this fight so i suppose it's handing it to you now johnston and asking for your prediction of how this goes down yeah, I, th- I think zilly uh i'm gonna keep calling him silly bang it just rolls off my tongue um zang um i think he takes the early i do think he will you know the, the best part of him is the early stages of a fight the first six rounds of any fight he's had he's looked pretty impressive i mean hergovic he looked great um and then in the end he, he managed because hergovic's pressure wasn't enough on Zhang in that fight in particular that he was able to withstand any pressure that Hergovic put on him late and again it was a poor performance from Hergovic or is it I mean Hergovic and Joyce have both put in terrible performances against Zhang is it because Zhang's actually better than we're giving him credit for or is it so did he nullify them maybe uh, but I don't see that I don't I think Hergovic will even admit he was poor and I think Joyce will so I think Zhang takes those early exchanges I, as I say I say about four to sort of four of those six rounds, maybe even five of the seven. And then Joyce will hurt him. He will. And I do feel that he will be in there this time. I don't think the eye's going to be an issue. And I don't think he will have sustained as much damage. And he will be bigger. He will have made those slight adjustments, moved his head a little bit more. Even just taking 50% less of those punches will do him in good stead. And if he can, just circle to the left at times. I know he likes to come forward. But even if he again makes that adjustment a couple of times in a round, just step to the left, just to avoid that left coming at you. And it was a big booming left that Zhang, as I say, he carried it up high, low. He, he changed the angles of it. It was big. Do you know what? Those first few rounds from Zhang were impressive, um, really sharp, really accurate. And I sort of expect the same. But he will tire. He will absolutely. There's, you know, he's forty years old, and you can see it in all of his fights. He will tire. On that stretch. So I do feel from eight rounds. A bigger Joyce. A heavier Joyce. Uh, a slightly adjusted Joyce. And the pressure. And if he can get into that rhythm. I can see him hurting Zhang. And it will be a sustained amount of pressure. Where Zhang will eventually need to go down. And he will need to take a breather. Whether he's smart enough to take a knee. Or he's going to try and go out on his shield. Whatever it is. I feel that Joyce eventually will work him out. And he will work him. And he will get himself in that rhythm. In that flow. And he will finish Zhang off. I do feel that. I just feel that it will be exhaustion more than anything from Zhang's point of view because of the sustained pressure. And when he gets back up and enjoys is still coming at you, it's, it's hard. It's hard. We see it with Parker. You know, we see it with Daniel. And I think we're going to see it again with this, which we should have seen in the first fight. So hopefully, um, I, I can see a revenge mission here from Joyce. And not only that, Sean, as you said, 
when Joyce, you know, there's 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 no bigger moment for him. This is the last chance to learn for him. Otherwise, he's going to have to wait two years. He'll be 40 years old himself by the time he even gets himself back into a title contention. I think that that alone will be enough to inspire him. And he will take Zhang seriously. I don't think he did. I think he was a little bit laid back, a little bit relaxed going into that fight, thinking ahead rather than what's in front of him. And I think he makes that adjustment. And um, that makes Joyce a dangerous dangerous guy. So, yeah, I'm going to go Joyce to stop him from sort of 10 to 12. Looking forward to it. Really, really excited for the fight because it's, like we said, probably the last big heavyweight fight of the year for us. But you never know what might come up in the next couple of months. Something may yeah. may come up. We may see something. But I honestly think this is probably going to be it. I think you're right, Johnston. Uh, it is a really, really good fight to kick off the season massively in a big way at Wembley Arena. Now, on the card, there are a few fights and fighters that I would say, if you are watching this card, to definitely look to tune into. There's a good fight on the undercard between Pierce O'Leary and Kane Gardner for the WBC International Super Lightweight Championship. Anthony Yard was supposed to be fighting Ricky Summers on this card. Ricky Summers is pulled out. I think he's got another fight now, if I remember, off the top of my head. So Anthony Yard's still showing us on the card, and I believe there will be an opponent there for him on this card. Uh, the two Noakes brothers, Sam and Sean Noakes, are on this card as well. Zach Parker's back in action on this card. And then you've got the prospects that are coming on the card versus the journeyman i always love to say prospect versus journeyman because there is always quite a few of them on a frank warren card you've got moses atama who he says is the next heavyweight star of his stable you've got tommy fletcher in the heavyweight division as well and you've got obviously uh royston barney smith who's another one ezra taylor versus joe mcintyre as a fight on the card as well so there's quite a few fighters to tune into on this particular card and a lot of local shows are going on we've got a show in liverpool we've got a show at the york hall which i know you wanted to mention but before i let you mention that there actually are three really good fights on this card now you've got dennis i can't pronounce his name dennis jacoby against sajid abid for the english super lightweight title the vacant title brad pauls is a mainstay feature of the york hall he's fighting for the vacant english middleweight title on this card and then you've got aaron prosper who's fighting for the vacant southern area super lightweight title but your friend your friend mr ross mcguigan is also on this card johnston yeah, he is. Uh, Ross is. Um, he plays for me football team, and um, he's been training hard. He's got himself in good shape, and he's ready for it. He wants to obviously put himself about and and get back to winning ways. And he's got a fight against uh, Dylan Courtney, um, sort of early in the night. So, yeah, if anyone's around, get down and cheer Ross on. Good luck to Ross. I hope I'm sure you'll get the win, mate. We we believe in you and our, and the team. So, uh, go and do the business. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, it's a good build to be on. Steve Goodwin, the Goodwin Boxing Shows, they always do a good show, Daniel Cole. You know, if you're knocking around, if you're in London, you're knocking around, you want a night to go to, then I suggest you go to this one because they're always good nights. And obviously with the middle English middleweight title, you know, they, they always produce good nights. So Brad Pauls and Fearson, that would be a good fight. Um, it's good to see three title fights on top of the build there as well. Um, so yeah, if you're around, get yourself down there and uh, cheer on Ross. Um, I, I, I believe that Ross will get a win. Um, I think he's a four-rounder. I think he's going to do it. So, good luck, Ross. Well, if you're not at Wembley Arena for the Joyce fight and you want to go for an alternate, I think that's a good alternate card to go to in London yeah. if you can't get a ticket for uh, 
for, for Joyce versus Zhang. But we are going to switch our attentions over to the card in the USA on the zone this weekend. Now, the most notable fight from a UK perspective is going to be Sandy Ryan challenging Jessica McCaskill. Now, Sandy Ryan's the current WBO welterweight champion, and Jessica McCaskill has the WBC, the WBA, and the IBO title. Now, I'm not sure, and I haven't checked up on this, so forgive me, guys, who are listening. Jessica McCaskill was undisputed at this weight. What's happened, I don't know, to all of the titles. I know she obviously held all of the titles. Sandy got the vacant WBO title in her in her last bout, which has led into this bout with Jessica McCaskill. But Jessica, I know when she obviously went and challenged Chantal Cameron and she wanted to take her on, did that mean that she lost all the titles? Because she was the IBF champion as well as the WBO champion. And that is what ended up going to Natasha Jonas because Natasha Jonas ended up winning that in July this year. So Natasha Jonas has that championship now and that's why... She got an opportunity to be a champion in another way. I just didn't understand. Was it? Was it? The, I would imagine it's probably the sanctioning bodies have decided that they were going to strip her of these titles, or whether she willingly vacated the IBF and the WBO, and that's kind of led to Tata Jonas being a champion and Sandy Ryan being a champion in in, in this division as well. But it's created a a really intriguing fight from Sandy Ryan's perspective because she's going into her eighth professional fight having won six and lost one and already had that adverse moment in her career. And now she's a champion after seven fights and now she's going into her eighth professional fight, fighting for a a unified crown in this division against Jessica McCaskill, who we know really well from covering over the years. She's a really tough opponent. She couldn't quite do it last time out against Chantal Cameron, but she had a really good win against Cecilia Breakhouse, the longtime champion, and she repeated that win over her the following year. And then she was doing really well, and then she obviously took that challenge, uh, going down to super lightweight to fight Chantal Cameron, lost in Abu Dhabi last year, and now she's coming back and defending those titles that do remain in her possession. I'm looking forward to it because, from our perspective, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how good Sandy really is because I know even before she turned pro, there was a lot of hype around her in the amateurs around her being, you know, the potential one of the great next female fighters from these shores. You know, when that 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 quartet of fighters is in Joan Aston Taylor and they all move on and they retire in their careers, it's people like Sandy that are going to be left standing in 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 women's boxing. So it is a really interesting fight. Is it going to be a too tough of a fight for her? Is it? Is it? Sounds daft to say it, but is it too soon? Because the depths of the divisions aren't great. It's put her in this position where she's the champion now. She's fighting a a unified champion. But is it too soon for her in a professional career? Because we've seen that adverse moment, and we've seen she didn't perform in the fight that she lost, and then she came back and did really well, and obviously won a title. But I'm I'm just not a hundred percent me that that this fight for her. Is going to be one that she's going to be overly successful in. I'd like, to, I'd like to think she would be, but I've got my reservations about this one. Yeah, rightly so. Um, I think um, when you look at it, Jessica, although she's lost to Cameron, she didn't look great in that fight, to be honest. But you know, she's obviously going into a heavy favourite. Really, uh, I'll say heavy, probably maybe a more more than slight. I'd say. I'd say. Uh, but you just mentioning um, just to round off that IBF situation there when she was undisputed. Apparently, it was the fact that she lost to Cameron Shaw and the IBF actually decided um, that because she had moved up in weight, therefore the organisation decided to remove her as their champion. Um, 
that was what one of the representatives came out and said. So that's why she didn't hold, she doesn't hold the IBF title. So um, that's, that's, I mean, it's crazy, isn't it, really? I mean, someone challenged themselves to move up and fight someone else and then obviously they lose it. It, it seems crazy to me. She should still be under spear, but she isn't. Either way, um, you're right. I mean, Sandy, I hope she can, you know, we, we're always going to be rooting for her. But, you know, there is a nine-year gap difference there. You know, she's a bit taller, Sandy. She's come through adversity, as you say, against the Ferrez fight and came back with an immediate rematch and went on to defeat her. Um, and, you know, she's she's done great last three fights. You know, she's won on points. And, um, you know, if anyone... Do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if you're going to stick a bit, bit of money on someone. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Sandy could do it. Because um, I think Jessica's on her way down. I'll be honest with you. I thought her last performance hasn't been great. Um I think that the tipping point, the main point of her career was in 2021, really, when when she beat Breakass um, for the second time. And it happens, you know, you know, unfortunately, with some fighters, they, they, they tend to drop off. And I think 2020, 2021 was her time. And I think now um, she's on the back end of that. I think they're looking at Sandy and thinking this is a fight for her to get back to winning ways. It's not an easy one, you know. I think she's, she's young. I think that youth is going to count for Sandy. It might be a step a step up in class a little bit maybe so um, maybe the judges may favour McCaskill but you know I'll, I'll back Sandy I think um, if she goes in there with a positive attitude and is able to throw a lot of punches and keep Jessica at bay and land a lot within them two minutes you know them two minute rounds if they can do that and she can do that then I think she can, she can nick something here uh, but it's going to be it's a big tart it's a tall order for her obviously going over to the States as well um, I'm going to back Sandy, you know, Sean. I think she's going to do the business, mate. I'd like to think she will win this fight. I think if I'm basing it off the last performance of these both fighters going into this fight, Jessica McCaskill looked really poor, as you said, against Cameron. And like you said, it could be, I'm not saying it is, but it could be her getting past her peak now. She had a peak moment. Like you said, it was a good point you made there. Like that maybe the peak of her powers was the breakhouse fights and now she's starting to slowly weighing down now uh, as 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 a, she's getting older and is the desire and the hunger still there i know she's champion but is it really still there we don't know we'll see on fight night but i do think she'll be a tough task for the first few rounds of the fight but i think sandy's got the boxing ability to keep her at bay i think you look at the cameron fight and i think sandy could easily replicate that performance from chantel and beat mccaskill and and do it in that way and i think mccaskill if she was as sloppy as she was against cameron I think Sandy Ryan will win the fight. But my reservations are McCaskill, if she can get to Sandy, if she can pressure her, if she can bully her against the ropes, if if Sandy doesn't react to any of that, then it could go the other way. But it's a fight I'm really intrigued about on this particular card. But it isn't the main event. It actually isn't the main event. The main event is 16-0 undefeated Richardson Hitchens against Jose Cepeda. A big step up for Richardson Hitchens in his 17 professional fight. He currently holds the IBF North American super lightweight crown. And in this fight, they're also fighting for the vacant titles, WBC Silver and WBO NABO super lightweight titles. So for Richardson Hitchens, I've seen a few of his fights. I've watched a few of his highlights and I'm really impressed with the guy so far. But this is absolutely his biggest test to date. And if he was to overcome this, then you're going to start to look at him in the super lightweight division as a, a real emerging talent to to go on to to fight in big fights in this division but he's facing jose cepeda who we know is 
you know, in 40 fights, he's got absolutely fantastic experiences throughout his career and some really, really good wins on his resume. You know, the likes of Jose Pedaza, uh, you've got Ivan Baranchik on the card there, who he's beaten as well. He did lose to Regis Progre in 2022. He lost in the 11th round of what was an absolutely great fight, if I remember that from last year. Uh, but he has had some really good wins in his career. But is he another fighter at 34? Is he starting to, is he starting to drop down a little bit? I don't think so, because he won in his last fight. He got a 10-round decision over Niraj Goyat. I think this is going to be a really interesting fight. I think we're really going to get to find out whether Hitchens is actually everything that people are making him out to be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great test for him as well. Um, Southpaw, um, and uh, been in some big fights in his career, and got great experience. So um, I think, you know, looking at his uh, the last opponent as well, uh, Boozer was the guy. I didn't know too much about him, but he was a southpaw. Whether they were preparing uh, Hutchins for that, uh, Hitchens, sorry, not Hutchins, but Hitchens. Maybe they were preparing him for Savida, looking at that Bazuna fight, who was also undefeated. Uh, it's great to see that, you know, these two undefeated fellas. Before this, I'm looking at here, at having a tear up, and then the winner goes on to, to take that next step, which is what you want. And, you know, this is the next step for him. He's 25 years of age. You know, he's, he's he's had some good wins on his record, albeit, you know, the early stages are always tricky. Those first 10 fights, you know, it's all about experience. And I tell you what, Jose Zabida's going to give him a hell of a lot of experience for this fight. Um, I think whether Zabida's been brought in, as you say, 34 years of age, maybe he's been brought in as a, as, as a, as a good stepping stone and just to see whether Hitchens is ready, you know, whether they've looked at him and thought, you know what, let's throw him in now, let's see how good he is. So this is it, mate. This is his breakout point. You can, you know, I, I'm not hugely, vastly experienced in Hitchens. As you say, I've seen his name about. Um, this will be the first fight, to be honest with you. I will probably watch the whole thing, seeing a few highlights, as you have, Sean. He looks decent. Um, I can't really address it too much because I won't know really until after this fight. I don't think many people will know until after this fight. It's a great step up, though, Sean. This is what we love. We love this. 25-year-old, 34-year-old Southpaw. It's it's a competitive fight, um, and um, yeah, I mean, I I'm not I don't think this is one side in any way. Uh, maybe I'm completely wrong that Hitchens is going to be a superstar, <laughs> um, but I don't. I mean, I've not seen enough of it. I think this is the benchmark, Sean. This is it. This is his chance. Will Will Zabida hang be able to help out the old boys? The old 34. I'll probably be rooting for Zabida. You know, <laughs> I'm 40 now. I'm going to be tuned on the old boy. Go on, son. Go on, Zabida. But look, um, yeah, it's a great fight to look at. A great fight to watch. Yeah, and also on the card, Austin Emma Williams taking a step up in opposition, I would say here. He's fighting, again, in the middleweight division for the IBF North American Championship against Steve Rolls. Now, you may remember Steve Rolls from his fights with Gennady Kolovkin and Edgar Belanga. So, this is definitely a step up in class, given the resume of Steve Rolls. It's, it's, it's good. This is this is good for Steve Rolls. Amo Williams, should I say, sorry that he's actually going, and, and it's a statement of intention, going into his 15th professional fight. We obviously know a lot about him because he's spent a lot of time over here. He's had quite a few fights over in the UK. And and as a result of that, will we get to see him fight the other great middleweights in the UK boxing scene? Because I know there was talk of him fighting Felix Cash. He beat River Wilson-Bent in his last fight in April this year. He's beaten Kieran Conway, another British middleweight fighter. So... Is this now 
him stepping away from, from sort of fighting those British contingent fighters and actually stepping into such a more higher level? Or is it just, again, more preparation and getting a really good name on his resume going into it? I don't think it's going to be an easy fight for him. But then you say that and you get him in the ring and actually he might look really, really good. I mean, he's rated by BoxRec and it depends on how much you you credit you got credibility over BoxRec. He's actually rated the best middleweight in the US. So that says something about what people are perceiving about him at the moment as as a middleweight contender. So for me, this is an interesting fight on the card because we're going to get to see if he could demolish roles in this fight. That'd be a really big statement. And I think he'd have more ammunition, pardon the pun, he'd have more ammunition to actually go on and say, do you know what, I'm past all this sort of looking at Felix cash fights. I'm actually going to move forward and, and, and look at where the middleweight division is going to take me. Because as we know, the middleweight division at the moment on the world scene is a little bit it's a little bit up in awe really isn't it because you know you've got guys that are really it's, it's it's one of those divisions that i feel since golovkin's moved away from it since obviously canelo moved away from it and and since some of those marquee names sort of moved away from this division there's there's not a lot left in this division that makes it as exciting as it once was I mean, obviously, you've got Chani back in there, who's probably now the next most exciting fighter in the middleweight division. Will Chris Eubank Jr. and Liam Smith stay around in the middleweight division? You know, there's two fighters from our shores there. But other than that, it's it feels a little bit slim pickings. You could say Hamza Sheraz from the UK, who's a, a really good prospect and had a really good win in his last fight. He's probably an exciting standpoint for us because... If he got a big win against someone, we could see some some really big changes within the division. But at the moment, it feels a little bit like it needs a star in the division. It needs a couple of marquee names in the division. I think this is one of those that's kind of, until we get that, people are going to start to forget a little bit about how good the middleweight division really is. That's a great point, Sean. The middleweight, is, it's, I'll tell you what, it's a, probably a good time to be a prospect going into the middleweight division uh, because of the fact that it is a bit slim pickings at the minute. Um, and it is, you know, we've lost a lot of big names in there, uh, moved up to the middleweight division. I suppose the one thing we could have and hope for is the fact that, you know, in the division below, the super worldweight division, uh, where we've got uh, the likes of Tim Zhu in there, even Fandora, hopefully those guys can move up. I think Tim Zhu will. I think, you know, you look at Tim Zhu, he's got a great, great opportunity here where he can do really well in the division below and then move up to middleweight and, and pretty much be a huge name Josh Kelly's another one I feel will move in there at some point so I think that's the only way um, this division starts to really get stacked again is by seeing some of the the guys in the lower divisions coming up but I tell you what Austin Williams has got a great chance as well hasn't he I mean as you say he had them great wins for us I mean we've seen him with, with the Wilson Ben fight and the Kieran Conway fight and now he's fighting Steve Rolls who of course you know, we remember against uh, Gennady Golovkin um, when he fought him. Uh, but look, he, 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 to be fair as well, he, he put a good account of himself in that fight. Well, I say good account, he got knocked out in the fourth round. But, you know, I think there was a lot of, um, a lot of talk. I think, I'll tell you what it was. I'm, I've completely lost the plot here. The Belanga fight, that was the fight. I thought when Golovkin floored him in four rounds, I, I didn't give him any credit. And then he fought Belanga. And I thought, actually, do you know what? I'll give him his dues there because Belanga was a big hitter and he landed, he lasted those 10 rounds. Um, but yeah, I think um, it's a good benchmark for Austin. Uh, but I do think he wins this fight. And then you're right, it's, it's a, it's, I mean, this guy's in a position where we could potentially fight 
for titles, um, big titles very soon because because uh, of the depth of the division. Chris Eubank Jr., I believe, is the, the probably the biggest name around in there at the minute. And he's calling out Gennady Golovkin. Uh, whether he moves up to super middleweight or not, I don't know. But, um, it, I mean, the likes of the charts, they probably will. Um, so, yeah, um, it's a, I'll tell you what, any prospects coming through, you've got a fancy chance of winning a title within a couple of years, mate, in a division like this, which is very slim pickings at the minute. Well, I think that is about it for the fights going on this weekend. I am genuinely excited, of course, for Joyce versus Zhang. And we will be back next week with a reaction show, of course, and then a big fight preview for the following weekend as we've got Charlo versus Canelo, which is really going to be a, an interesting fight. There are some other fights that we will be covering in that episode. But as we end this episode, I just wanted to bring everybody's attention to, again, the Career Profiles podcast, which is now on its last few episodes of this particular season. The most recent released episode is the first in a two-part career profile on Manny Pacquiao, a very modern-day fighter for the Career Profiles podcast, but one that we really wanted to cover, and it's in two parts because there is so much to cover in this guy's career. It's, it's unreal, and you don't realise it until you do the research. You don't realise it until you curate the stories together and actually put it down on paper of, of how much we really wanted to tell about Manny Pacquiao. So part one is available now on all good podcasting platforms or it is on the YouTube channel also and part two will be out very shortly. Next Monday, as you're listening to this now, whichever day it is you're listening to it, it will be out on the following Monday from you listening to this episode so please make sure you do tune in and then we've got two more episodes left of the season and we will be looking at getting back into our little brainstorming mode and looking at legendary nights season four for the end of the year but johnston that is it for this episode yeah. we've both got joyce winning this fight we both think joyce is going to go and actually get revenge in this fight but it remains to be seen and we will be back of course next week to dissect whatever happens and i'm a little bit anxious i think joyce might win it but we'll see it's going to be a good fight and i'm really looking forward to it so thank you to everybody for listening as always to the big fight preview on the btr boxing podcast network if you've not already subscribed to us you can do so on apple on spotify or on any available podcasting app out there if you want to share the episode, you can do that on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod. You can do it on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can also do it on TikTok as well. We do put little voice little voice clips on there. And another thing I haven't mentioned to everybody is you might have seen quite a few more episodes come in on the Ones to Watch show. Now I've started going out and doing more interviews face to face, and I've been putting them also on the YouTube channel as well, and been creating some of those little fancy short videos for the pages as well so please if you haven't been tuning into the ones to watch series which is back up and running please go and tune into the episodes i've got three new episodes there for you to go and listen to we've done billy dennis the turkish tyson we've done william crawler brother of anthony and jason cohen so please go and listen to those episodes a big thank you finally goes out to the patrons of this podcast for supporting us as always thank you so much we hope you've been enjoying your early access to the series-based content all the available content that's separate from the main feed and of course ad free versions of everything that we put out on there whether it be video or whether it be audio thank you and if you're not a patron and you're interested in seeing what we actually do go check out patreon.com forward slash btr boxing podcast for all the available membership tiers and what that comes with 
But that is it for this episode of the Big Fight Preview. We will be back next week for a reaction show and the Big Fight Preview for Canelo versus Charlo. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.